All right, welcome back, everyone, to the Full Tank Motorcycle Podcast uh, with me, Rob, and I'm joined by Tim, as usual. Hello, hello. What have you been up to? Uh, you know what I've been up to this week. <laughs> you do. I, did, I got straight it's, to the yeah. point there. You've given, <laughs> Tim's given me a hint of what of what happened to him this week, and I was just like, forget the intro. Yeah. I want to know about that. You went to Wales. I went to Wales. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I went to Wales on Monday. I was just going back to see some friends. On the Grizzo. On the Grizzo. Motorcoach Grizzo. Is it Grizzo or Grizzo? I think it's Grizzo. Mm-hmm. I'm saying. I just say Grizzo. All right. I won't be offended. Whatever you call it. Okay. Well, 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 if well you call well. it larder. I'll be very upset. <laughs> um, so yeah. Now I rode it. To, so I was going to the Monday just for a three day. Um, and we, obviously the weather's been awful recently. Yeah. So I was checking the weather quite a lot, and I really wanted to get a good jump on the day. Just as a sort of aside, my bike at the moment, because it's got a data tool and a, a bike track uh, tracker, the battery has been getting rinsed within about four days. Mm. So I was kind of fine, but basically managed to start it. <clears throat> but that dictated the fact that although I was low on fuel, <laughs> I knew I was relatively low on fuel, uh, I needed to charge the battery because if I just pulled over and put fuel in it, it probably wouldn't have started again for and a you can't leave second it running. kick, right? So I needed to keep it running. Yeah, exactly. So I basically got on it and um, and made my merry way. Um, and I know I've ridden. So the thing is, I've ridden the bike uh, for what a month now. Uh, I know things work on it. Um, I.e., fuel warning lights definitely definitely work. Okay. Um, and I set off, and I was at the point where it was 120. Usually, it comes on. Yeah, it hadn't come on. Um, and then I got to like 130. I was like, oh, I'm going well for this this one tank of fuel. Uh, got to 140. I was like, I'm not sure if I trust that light anymore. <laughs> um, got to 150. Definitely didn't trust the light anymore. But the next service station was about 17 miles away. Um, and I was like, right, I'm definitely pulling on the next one then because I just don't trust this anymore. It, it, it'd have to be going really well on fumes. Were you on the motorway? I was on the motorway just past Oxford. I was well outside of my um, my safety network of people being able to come and help me out and give me some fuel. That's a bit of a no man's land around there. If you're Love riding it. from mm. sort of northwest London to Northwest Wales. London to Wales, yeah. So I'm about, I was about 40 minutes in to the journey, I guess. Mm. Um, and the next one was 17 miles. And I was like, yeah, definitely pulling in because I don't trust this light anymore. I don't know why it would have broken, but it's clearly broken. And then I got to five and I was like, oh, okay, that's okay. Got to two, felt a little cough. Oh! <laughs> And ba- I mean, luckily for me, I was actually quite close to the hard shoulder. But um, yeah, just I kill switched it. I was like, nope, don't suck. If it's if it's out, I don't want to have to sort of siphon fuel through and suck it through when it's completely dry. I see. So I was like, off, and then like Good just shout. coasted it over to the uh, to the uh, hard shoulder. And then um, I've been watching a ro- lot of rugby these last two weeks. I felt a kinship with all the <laughs> rugby teams. <laughs> With this, pushing the bike going on. into a scrum. Oh yeah, man, that thing is heavy. Oh, it's like two hundred and thirty to fifty kilograms. I remember watching. And I felt all of it for two um, miles. <laughs> a video where Moto Nosity runs out of fuel on his little dirt bike, and yeah. even that pushing it up the hills, mm. and then he, I think he jumped on and coasted down the other side. Which would but be great. I didn't have like that. A, I was a, a inclined the whole way. Mm. Like How long did it one, take you? It's so so basically I pulled over right. I texted my girlfriend was like I've run out of fuel. <laughs> um, Just FYI because there's probably nothing she could yeah, do. To help yeah, me. exactly. Yeah, she was she wasn't close enough. Um, so yeah, I was and then I pinged in my location just out of safety more than anything else. Yeah, I was like this is where I am. I've run out of fuel. Ten. Yeah, and then I looked at the map and it said an hour's walk. Just walking. That's without lugging 250 kgs with me. Two miles. Two miles. One hour. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, well, it was doing like a cut through. It was taking me through a walk path, which obviously I couldn't take. So I had to just do the hard job. But it took me, it did take me an, uh, an hour to do the two miles. Wow. Yeah, and it was a small incline. And you've got to, you know, because your right arm's straight, but your left arm's bent into you. Mm. So it's, and you can't switch sides. That's it. That's you. Yeah, you don't want to be on the outside. And yeah. because I was trying to outrun rain, and that's the thing I was most frustrated by, I was trying to outrun the rain that was going to hit Wales at like three. Um,. I was really frustrated because I was like, I don't have this hour to play with. Yeah, yeah, Which exactly. eventually cost me and I ended up in the rain. But it also means that I set off in my rain gear, which oh. effectively means that I was wearing a bag <laughs> and felt like a uh, a fighter trying to cut weight. <laughs> I just, I was sweat. I had like these, you know, the over trousers, like the hiking yeah, trousers. Yeah, 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 yeah. So very non-breathable. 
Mm. And uh, yeah, I was, that's I was, not nice. By the time you got to the <laughs> petrol station, so, yeah. it, even even that would overpower the smell of petrol. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that. So that was a fun. So tell me, did it start when week. you filled it up? It did. Yeah, oh. luckily for me. Phew. You sound disappointed by that. <laughs> well, I, uh, for, for you personally, obviously, I'm happy. For the podcast. <laughs> for the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would have been better if it didn't. But I, I don't know. I, the whole... Because I was very... I was What I was kind of proud of was, was I was quite pragmatic about the situation. I pulled over. I was like, well, I mean, like, I looked at the situation. I checked the maps and I was like, I've got no other option. Like, yeah. this, I'm pushing it. That's it. I was like, be- yeah. best gets pushing. I guess it's leg day then. I feel um, like... I um, just started off straight away. So, so biking builds a bit of toughness like that because occasionally yeah. things like that happen. Yeah. Much like, you know, you've committed to going on a, quite a long ride and then the weather turns. Yeah. And you're like, there's no way out of this. I've just got to ride for yeah. through the rain Suck for like up. half an hour <laughs> yeah. with no wet gear on or an hour yeah. or whatever. That happens. That's happened to me a couple of times when I've been up to like, um, yeah, when I went to get the Bobber from Motogutsi. Yeah. I probably mentioned this before, but I got such yeah, yeah, yeah. a soak in, and then there and back, and then when I dropped it off two weeks later, the same happened. And uh, yeah, it, it's probably good for you, is what I'm trying it, to no, say. No, I think it is probably quite good for you. But when you when, <laughs> it breaks you down, and once it you, you get back over up. it, you're like, all right, crap. I could have I could have planned mm. better for this, but now that I'm here, let's just grit your teeth and get through it. Yeah. And uh, I felt like it was. I feel like it's a little bit of a right passage. Have you yeah. ever run out of fuel? No, it just made me think, though, once I went to Wales for a weekend with my dad, we hired, like, a little uh, lodge at this place that kind of specialises in mm. um, biking groups. Um, and on the way back, I got about half an hour in, and I, ne- I was pretty much on empty. Um, and then I got to the fuel station, and the cap was stuck. And I think it must have been, like, the change in pressure, maybe because of the temperature or right. something. It was quite cold that day. It had been hotter. But it was like kind of, I guess, vacuum shook. I was putting my key in and it just wouldn't turn. Yeah. And um, or maybe it was kind of like expanding. I don't know. Either way, it was kind of stuck. Mm. And then so I went in the petrol station, got some WD, sprayed it in there. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe the fuel cap is stuck. And I'm like hours from home and my yeah. dad's gone off up the other way. So I couldn't yeah, even yeah, jump yeah. on his because he's going back up to Lancashire. And uh, I just texted my wife. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be home this evening. And I was like, I don't know what to do. I think I had. AA. I still, I do now. Anyway, I'm not sure if I had it at the That's time. <laughs> yeah, even for a lift home. And, yeah. Um, but then she was like, "Oh, I've just been on YouTube, and some guy said just to like hit it with your fist, basically." And that'll, you know, those little two little yeah things that come yeah. out from the lock. Uh-huh. It just frees them up. I was like, honestly, I'd been well, at it with you. the WD for maybe like. 20 minutes, half an hour. Same as you had my wet gear on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, I was not sweating through physical exertion. It was like... The stress of it. The stress. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like... <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. The amount of times I've like... So yeah, quite recently, like I had a flat tyre one morning. Like The amount of mornings I've woken up, got onto the bike fully kitted, and then something goes awry. And you're <laughs> you in stuck like just that. the wrong clothing to be sorted out of situations. You're just like, and it makes you more annoyed that you're sweating your nut off. Yeah. So yeah, anyway, I punched it and it popped open. So Lucky. yeah, but it's nice when you. I mean, it's frustrating as hell. But when you get through it, you feel a little proud. Yeah, <laughs> and I like to say this wasn't my fault. With the, was, I'm blaming this on the bike solely. So, so you think the fuel light is? Dead? Oh the, no, the, the yeah, the fuel reserve like uh, warning thing is is knackered. I don't think it's the light because the bulb clearly works, but the sensors knackered. On a related note, I've got this. so it wasn't my fault. I'm blaming the bike. Oh well, it'll be a love-hate relationship, I think. <laughs> like a, I a slightly the older bike. gutsy. Yeah, you know, but so. it did well though. I still liked, and it handled well in the wet. Luckily, when I actually got to Wales. But yeah, it made me think. Um, uh, on on demo, I've got this Honda at the moment, CB six fifty R. The sort of they call it neo classic. No yeah. wait, neo cafe. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Anyway, yeah, it's like retro, mm. but it's essentially it's a sports bike underneath a six fifty sort of four yes. cylinder. Um, and that's got this. In, uh, what they call a negative LCD, so that the background's black and yeah. then the characters are white. Yeah. And uh, I, I like to do a bit of reading before I pick a bike up. Mm-hmm. And generally, the reviews aren't particularly favourable about the LCD in terms of its visibility and stuff. But what I've found is it doesn't really have like a particularly popping fuel warning light. My Street Twin's got a big right, o- o- like yellow light, is it like a black dash that just blinks. It- it blinks ever yeah. so tiny. And so when I picked it up, I was like, oh, it's got two bars. It was out, Honda's in Bracknell, which is in Surrey. Yeah. And I was coming right back across town. Um, and I was like, oh, it'll be fine. There's a couple of bars. Hmm. But I think the bars are like, on my street twin, there's five bars. 
on that. Then maybe there's like ten in in that each bar represents less fuel less than fuel what than I'm used to. Uh, and yeah, all of a sudden I was like, it's flashing. Like I, I just like was sitting at the lights and I was yeah. like, oh God, like it's going to run out. And, uh, and, and I thought, oh, it's maybe a bit of a design flaw. I'd like something I've a little bit more visible. I've seen it on a few. Yeah, I've mm. seen it on a few and I hate it. And I did, I've picked up bikes on the, in the past on that as well. Cause I'm like orange light that comes on. You don't yeah. miss it. It's right there. Yeah. But a blinking little black yeah. dash. <laughs> and, and the thing is like yesterday I was just like putting it away at home. Yeah. And, uh, again, I was like. Oh god, it's flashing! Like so, it's got me a second time. So that's definitely going in the review. Um, yeah, rightly so. But yeah, you don't want to end up without any fuel. Trust me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's like a. Um, it's not so something bad. that gets included in many reviews, but no, actually, man. it's a kind of fundamental requirement of a. Uh, I mean, good I'd like to see. It, yeah, I'd like to see it in a review of you. Like, I don't want to see you pull over. I'm not a sadist, but I do. You know, it just it's. Ten, if you've been there, you're like, oh, I've been there, mate. I'm going to do, do ten minutes about it. a ten minute video about Pushing the fuel it. light. Yeah. Oh, or maybe a list <laughs> video, 2019's best fuel lights. Yeah. Or just stage, pretend you've run out of fuel when you haven't run out of fuel, and that makes the video more for interesting. For the views, yeah. Just for the views. We know you do that. <laughs> like blowing your speedo. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, what have you been up to this week, Rob? Just been doing a few videos and that, and uh, trying to get ready for I'm going on a press trip on Monday with Triumph for launch, so that'll be fun. Nice. Street Triple. Oh, yeah, no, of course. I was like, what was that one? Yeah, definitely know that one. Yeah, it, it, I think the full details of it get announced have on... You seen the, have you seen the stuff yet for that? Because uh, have they done anything more than just the teaser with the headlights and stuff? They've done the teaser, and then yeah. they have sent some materials out. So but you've then, seen? Yeah, but you have to sign a form. You know, fair enough. I wasn't gonna, I'm not going to press you on it. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm not going to ask for spoilers. But yeah, but, I no, mean, so it's, it's Monday that that all comes out. So yeah. I've, I'll cool. get a video ready of like the specs and that, and then uh, I'll have some footage from the trip as well. But it's a track day mm-hmm. at Cartagena, is it, in uh, Spain? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then a bit of road after that. So uh, I've never ridden a track in my life. I'm moderate, like that's not the best envir- environment for sort of your first track day, is it? Loads of fast journalists, but no. I think it should make for a good video in some ways because it's going to be like a real sort of experience thing for me. And you know, there's some guys that are going on the trip that are much more focused on like the performance of the bikes. I think for me, yeah, it's and like they're going to get a knee down or something, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, but I don't have any gear, so uh, I'm going on behalf of Bike World. So I kind of said I don't really have any track gear, and it's a bit of an investment to get. You need the boots and gloves to it go with the leathers. If you're only going to do like one a year, it's that's expensive, yeah. So uh, Alan at Bike World had a few words with people, and and basically he's got some decent track gear for me, which is going to be part of the Bike World's kind of stock of gear for their for fil- for filming other stuff. Right. So it doesn't belong to me, but it's still super cool to but get. But it fits you. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, well, it's anyone a else bit, better? You've got it slightly larger, um, so so that everyone can get in it, um, but. Uh, I did have a lot of problems with the sizing. That's basically been my main stress for the last week or two. Uh, this this is why I'm getting round to it. Yeah. It's been like a bit of a drama because they sent me a one piece. It was way too small. I couldn't mm-hmm. even get in it. So then I was, <laughs> and literally like it was like I got it just up not, over my legs. Yeah, I was good. They're not I flattering c- anyway. I couldn't get it over my shoulders. <laughs> yeah. It like European sizing because it's um from Furigan. So like right. I think they're they French. From? Okay. Um. European size yeah, is like much yeah. smaller because like my Revit gear and all that stuff I have medium jackets yeah, yeah. like medium's possibly mm-hmm. a little bit flattering uh, on my sort of actual um, physique but it depends how you like the fit I suppose yeah um, and also like these jeans I've got from Pando mm-hmm. they're like a 30 I'm definitely not a 30 waist but this is just how much the size are they American but, Pando they're Lithuanian are they yeah alright but yeah randomly they size large the size clearly. is just so random and um you can't tell. You've really got. It's a pain if you're going to get sent out because you have to keep sending it back. And obviously, you've got a little window where you need to be away on a certain date. So, so this is it. I mean, trying to get it sorted, sorted yeah. for going away. But the worst point was when. So I'm I'm on my third one now that I've just decided to keep. But yeah. the the first one that came out was too small, couldn't even get it over my shoulders. Right. The next one came, and I was like, I can get it up over the legs. It's a little bit tight, but I was like, I'll put it on, try it, see what it's like. Yeah. So that was a large. I've uh-huh. gone up to a large one piece. Got it over my shoulder, zipped it up. It was super tight around the chest. It was almost like... I used to do a lot of cycling. It, it was like wearing Lycra. <laughs> and I was like, I'm pretty sure it's not meant to be this tight. And then when I sort of like tried to reach forward and sort... Uh, what could I say? Like 
sit on a bike. Well, yeah. <laughs> Wait, but I was, I was in my be. house. So yeah, I was just but doing, no, but it's trying to frankly, move. Frankly, no one was around to see, but I was like basically like <laughs> stood in a motorcycling position with my arms yeah, out, just crouching fin- down. Fist bump in the air. Yeah, just exactly. way out front. I, I like Superman. Hopefully the neighbours didn't see. Like, what is he doing? Crouching in the living room. Really um, letting the gusset out. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, it was just too tight and I could feel it like cutting off the circulation in my arms because there was a bit of a crease because it was so tight. Yeah. So then I was like unzipped it and then one of the most panicked moments of like recent memory was just then when I had unzipped it and then I couldn't get it off sure? my shoulders <laughs> and I was putting my arms behind me and I was like but I can't reach behind yeah, it's so yeah. tight to pull the other one <laughs> and, so, and it was stuck on my and you know the armour is like quite yeah. it's like two cups on your shoulders yeah. and, and and then I, I was like like freaking out a bit like, oh, I can't get that, it off no? well this is it my wife was at work <laughs> and she doesn't normally get home till 6 6.30 yeah and I just got home and um, I just got the delivery and I thought, oh, I'll just try it on before I go and get my daughter from nursery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I had, about, <laughs> I had about five minutes until I needed to leave to go and pick her up. And my wife wasn't going to be home for an hour. You have so you've ne- got a decision to make at that stage. <laughs> you have never <laughs> seen it. <laughs> Do I waddle to nursery yeah. in this? And extremely tight, fluorescent yellow, white, and black nice. set of leathers. Yeah. And there's a lot of questions there because, like, if you do go to nursery, do you just pop some trainers on and then just <laughs> be like, hey, how's Style it going? It out. I'm just breaking it in. Or do you put the boots and gloves and helmet on and say, I just arrived on my motorbike. And I'm going to take my. I'll carry her home and then I'll come back for the yeah. bike. <laughs> um, so I just, like, I wriggled like I've never wriggled before. And uh, then I finally got one shoulder out. And then yeah. I'm pretty sure I like pulled, you know, have you ever done that where you kind of got to reach pulled back to get some, and then you, yeah, you get like little yeah, neck yeah, pains yeah, and yeah. stuff, but <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm good now. So yeah, the, the next one's shown up and it's uh, it's a bit bigger. Uh, um, there's a two I'm piece just going with it. Yeah, I've got a two piece yeah, now. Okay. So thank God for that. Okay. So that's, um, that's Monday. I can't mm. wait to get, get away on that trip. That's crept up quick actually. Yeah. Yeah. That Cause we were talking simple. about it last time, weren't we? Um, so yeah, got all the gear and then I'll uh, hopefully keep it rubber side down, as they say, yes. on the day. Um, Are you going to take some sandpaper to the uh, sliders and <laughs> pretend you got like elbows and knees down? <laughs> I just think... We've got one in the uh, in the back of the... We've got um, uh, Pedrosa's suit in the back at the moment. Oh, and cool. it's got the scuffs on the elbow and you just like, you look at it, you're like, fucking hell. Like, you can only dream of being that good on a bike. Well, I think like... As soon as I arrive at the track, if I have scuffed it up, maybe I'll fool someone until I get on the bike. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then they'll be like, eh? you brought someone else's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, pretty excited about that situation coming up. Um, oh yeah, I've just made a note here to remind our listeners, or mm. tell our listeners, mm. they don't know. But we did mention a few weeks ago i think or maybe a month or so ago on the facebook group which for anyone listening who doesn't um get involved on the facebook group if you just go on facebook and search for the full tank motorcycle podcast you'll find us you'll find us and that's where we do little votes and stuff and interactions around the stuff we're creating and we get some really good suggestions for things to talk about in there so um, yeah do join if you so wish but we 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 mentioned we might try and get some podcast guests and ask for suggestions and then Tim was tasked with going away and finding someone Grabbing to come on the, yeah. on the podcast. <laughs> and I was like, well, I don't know. I'm not, it's not a reflection of uh, my sort of confidence in you, Tim. <laughs> it's just like generally hooking stuff like that up can be quite difficult. Yeah. And um, finding people who actually respond to your emails that want to do stuff mm. and then scheduling it in and all that kind of thing. But anyway, Tim's come back and we've got none other than the missing them flyer next time with podcasting so oh, i've got yeah. to say tim yeah as they say in cycling chapeau good sir <laughs> that means well then oh as in you. i tip my hat oh, okay i'll take that as a term for the future thanks i'll know for the future when someone says chapeau to me the, the motorcycling equi- equivalent is just to say helmet uh, <laughs> helmet to you too sir <laughs> uh thank you thank you very much yeah no i was very persuaded no i was very persuaded he's a really nice guy actually so he's he's uh obviously really busy um 
just as you know from making these videos as well considering he goes out and test rides um, pretty much every other day um, yeah he's really busy but he's uh, confirmed with us that he's going to do uh, the podcast with us he, he was really kind of keen to pick the uh, the contact back up again so he's been really polite Really, really nice. Can't wait to speak to somebody about bikes. Yeah, that'll be good. And um, I if, guess I was going to say, if you've got any questions, if uh, anyone wants to, uh, that was my phone just ringing. Yeah, sorry, no, mate. it's all okay. <laughs> I was going to start out, and I'll just ask you to answer it <laughs> live in our podcast. No, um, no. Um, <laughs> if anyone's got any suggestions for anything they want us to ask, it we'll not ask him because it's not necessarily going to be a Q and A. It's yeah, just nice but, uh, to chat to him. But yeah. if they, if anything does pop up, if you want anything, then feel free to put it in the Facebook group. And I think we'll run, we'll run a little poll, get yeah, people to I suggest so. some questions, and, mm. and we'll pick a few. Um, Certainly, give just, us your input, It's just basically. a reminder as well to tune in next time. Obviously, we'll promote it. But yeah, I think that's great, and it's a good kickoff. We'll try and get some more guests, I think, after that as well, if it goes well. So, um, yeah, all good. I also wanted to just mention as well... Um, Tomorrow, I'm going to post up a competition to win a pair of tickets for Motorcycle Live on my YouTube channel. We've mentioned that we're both going on Saturday, the 16th mm -hmm. November. So if anyone wants to come along and meet us, meet up with us in the afternoon, we think we're going to record a podcast from the show in the afternoon. So that'll be quite fun. Uh, yeah, do come along. But also keep an eye on my YouTube for that competition tomorrow, that'd which be nice. will be Saturday the 5th. That'd be nice Just to see who's whoever it is as well. Yeah, whoever yeah, yeah. Tickets. Well, meet him. Yeah. Do a meet and greet. I'm not going to carpool with him. I'm going to say, like, <laughs> I've got m m pretty low expectations of how many people will show up. <laughs> uh, if maybe no one will come to meet us, but at least we can then <laughs> get on with the podcast. Oh, no, I've got really low. <laughs> you know, like, I'd rather go out hunting people to, <laughs> to engage with the podcast ourselves. That way it's on our, oh, yeah, on, our ter that. on our territory, yeah. But our setup, or terms, sorry. Our setup is quite. Um, Static? Do you mean we? Don't yeah, have a it's yet? not a roaming it's all right. setup. I've got, <laughs> I've got a mic. Just go around and yeah, people we questions. Could do that. Yeah, um, but yeah, I always kind of feel like when I've done meetups in the past. Yeah. You kind of, I don't know if you've ever seen videos of VidCon where like famous YouTubers are running around with loads of people like screaming, trying to take yeah. photos of them. Yeah. Normally, whenever I do a meetup, it's like five of us. <laughs> Yeah, and we're all very chill. Two of them you related to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and not to get political, but sometimes I listen to Brexit Cast, which is like the BBC's um, sort of Brexit podcast, but it's yeah, like very informal, yeah. quite relaxed. So it's it's quite interesting, and they've got the inside kind of uh, inside line on stuff. But they were at the Labour Party conference. Well, they've been to both conferences, um, the Conservative Party conference and the Labour Party conference. But they announced that they were at the Labour Party conference. Mm. Uh, podcasting and if anyone wanted to come and watch they'd be here at yeah. this time and they got one person oh my god <laughs> so if it's like something that's with as big a reach as that then um well i mean when you've got one person you've just got to get them involved haven't they you? Did. they're on the panel yeah exactly <laughs> that's and that's how i'm gonna approach it Fair enough. i think my dad's coming so you know even we'll if no it. one shows up he can be on it that'd be nice <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway moving on yeah i'm gonna i thought we'd talk a bit about the bike that i've got at the moment the cb650r yeah um have you, have you, you haven't. I haven't ridden it. I, I rode the CB Ether. The because uh, they made the originally made the three hundred, right? Yeah. And the thousand, and I liked them both, and I was like, ah, oh, it's just missing that six hundred. I think in some countries they sell a one fifty or something, or a one two five. One two five, I think. Yeah. Um, they do it, actually. Yeah, they do sell. It is a bit of a sweet spot, isn't it? Six fifty there. Yeah, but so I was the thousand. I was like, it's great because I used to have a, as you probably know, I'm sure I've mentioned it. I had a Honda Hornet. Um, so mm. I like a good CB6 600 or 650. So this is essentially the, the kind of modern yeah. equivalent. Yeah, yeah. Um, the evolution of it, to a degree. Um, so yeah, I remember liking the CB1000. It was a good bike. And I, I think it's a beautiful, gorgeous mm. bike. Really do. With a bit of tidying up. Like, obviously... Uh, yeah, maybe smidge. The, the kind of... Um, Except common, the dash, you know, t tail tidy situation always yeah, needs to be addressed. Mm. Um, because it's got quite a short... Um, subframe on it so right. it's got such a long stalk uh, that it would definitely look better without that I don't know if the thousand had it but the front indicators are always on as DRLs as well how does that work well or, or amber not yeah. like clear your headlights on and then two indicators are constantly on orange like a dim orange though slightly dimmer that's weird. still quite visible. Do you know I've, I, uh, I fitted some new indicators to my Grizzle mm. recently um, and I've created the same thing. Have you? Because <laughs> they, they get a constant charge through as well. Oh. So I came to it at night and I was like, 
Are they? So <laughs> are they glowing orange? brought it up to date. I created my own, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm glad that that's been vindicated. I think That can't be that safe, though. I don't think there's necessarily an issue from a... I mean... It's interesting. What's the thinking behind that? I don't know. I don't know. Safety, I guess, so that you're, I guess, more visible because it's a bike. It's yeah, you're perhaps. You're more vulnerable, I guess. Perhaps. That's weird though. I've never seen any other bike do that. No. I didn't. Remember, the thousand didn't do it. I didn't notice it in the daytime. Maybe it, yours does it in the day. You can see it in the daytime. It's not too dim. So, this is my main issue with it. Is like I don't really think that anyone's gonna see it in the daytime and think you're turning because there's two and it's not flashing and it's a little bit dimmer. It's more like hazards. Ish. Kind of. But the thing that bugs me about it is riding in today to meet you. Um, uh, like, occasionally, if, as you go past, like, a black car, yeah. in the corner of your eye, you'll see an yes. orange light on your bike, and you're like, oh, my indicators are on. So you're, like, cancelling it. Oh, right, okay. Because, you know, you might only yeah. just glimpse it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure, again, much like the fuel light, um, it's probably something with ownership and this is something I think about a lot with reviews are the things that I'm criticising just things to get used to because the other yeah. thing in a lot of reviews is like uh, the horn and the indicators are yeah. the way around loads of people pick that up and stuff and it's like but yeah if you own you it might get used you'll get it. used to it whereas the you LCD will. a lot of people saying that it, you know because it's inverted it's not that visible you probably can't really you get, can't used, get to used to that, that no. like although I actually haven't found it that bad I can't really think of any situation where I've been like I mean I don't really ride on the L- on the dash anyway, like mm-hmm. you know, like roughly what gear you're in and, and kind of what revs, and occasionally you might glance at your speed to make sure you're not overdoing it. But um, I yeah, don't, yeah, I don't look at them that much. Just glance I haven't found it that kind of much of a problem. Um, Fair enough. But it's a cracking bike. It really yeah, is good. What's it's, it? Um, is it buzzy? Have you got it up to well, high revs yet? I, uh, the weather's been quite bad, so I haven't really been out of mm, London that yeah. much. When I picked it up, I brought it back down the motorway, so got to open it up a bit. Okay. In town, I mean, this is... You'd have noticed by then, what I mean is, like, high revs, is it, is it a lot it, of vibration through? It's not really the... Cause yeah, the I mean, obviously, does. it vibes a bit. It, okay. I wouldn't say, like, compared to a, a twin, it's very smooth. Okay. What I would say is, like, maybe a bit of a limitation of a bike like this versus, like, all the twins that are in that market. Um, like the Z650 from Kawasaki, yeah. the MT and the XSR. Mm. It's like, especially the MT, it's got quite a lot of torque down low. Yeah. Like, there's enough torque, and especially in the mid-range, it's quite good, the the CB. Mm-hmm. But its proper power is right up at yeah, 10,000 yeah, yeah. and up. And at se- in second gear, yeah. at 10,000 revs, you're doing 60. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I just kind of feel it's in weird. town, it's quite good. Like, there's enough... Mm, enough to go at in yeah. the mid range, but you you do kind of feel like you're never really getting the full out of it. Whereas on like, I can see the argument for things like my street twin, or even like you know you look at um, Harley's and stuff, and yeah, they don't sound particularly powerful for what displacement they've got. But at least you know that peak torque, like is. two three thousand revs. Yeah. As soon as the lights change, you're gonna get the most out of the bike. Yeah. Um, it's a shame you're not going to get a chance to really. It doesn't look like you're going to get a chance to really, really, you know. Tomorrow test it is the window of opportunity. The weather's all right tomorrow, actually. So I yeah, make so. sure you use it. Because yeah. um, I remember from the Hornet, it was a weird one to compare them. Um, it's like it hits this kind of hyperdrive. You know, you've been on triples recently, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's power the whole way through. Yeah. And you've been on twins where it's power low down, as you say. If you're on a four cylinder, like especially with the Honda 600 kind of range for a, for a four cylinder, it's like your old school four yeah. cylinder. Nothing really dramatically has changed about them. You get to like you say seven thousand revs, and then it just spikes this thing and, yeah, just, whoop, yeah, yeah, and yeah. just just really pick like I said, a turbo or something. It just really picks up. It's exactly. weird. It's got it's weird. such um big. It's got quite big air scoops, and they actually do sound a bit like a turbo. You can actually hear yeah. the air getting sucked into that. Okay. It's really cool. Um. I would say possibly the only positive of this situation that I'm talking about, and I think there is one, is like, firstly, it does mean it's kind of quite manageable in town. Very smooth, yeah. Yeah, and and it does put out 92 horsepower peak. It's pretty good. For Yeah, compared to all those other twins, they're about mm-hmm. 70. And if you look at the dyno, it's a little bit lower on power and torque mm-hmm. at the bottom of the rev range, but it just keeps on revving further than they do. Yeah. So you've got a bit more of a Jekyll and Hyde, whereas like what you see is you, what you get on those twins. Yeah. And, and what I think that means is like, yeah, it's reasonably tame in town or it's manageable in town, mm-hmm. but at least it kind of leaves you looking forward to the weekend. Yeah, if you know what I mean. Yeah, a practical true. bike. This is a different bike. But then you're like, essentially, yeah, I want to mm. go out on a on a 
a ride for fun. Yeah. Whereas my street twin, what I get out of it in town is pretty much as good as it gets. I think once you get up to 60, 70, it, it doesn't pull as well. Maybe. And so like on a weekend ride, I'm just kind of a bit like, mm, yeah. I'm not even sure if, if it's as fun as commuting. I get you. Sort of like razzing about a bit. Mm. So yeah, in a way I can see it as a positive. It's a kind of bike of two halves. Like truly is. Um, it's good. I mean, I used to like riding my little Honda around town because it was, like you say, it was really easy. Mm. Um, went to the triple and just trying to change gears and keep it smooth without like, bucking around a little bit or, you know, some of the twins that I've had, especially the single that I had for the Yamaha. And yeah, if you're not kind of teasing the clutch as much as you need to, it can really kind of buck around a bit and feel unhappy. Whereas that thing, my Honda, you just felt happy wherever. Um, and it had enough power to get out of the way of, you know... A, traffic if there was if you needed to for sure yeah yeah, yeah it's fine nice um, glad you're liking it you just mentioned your yamaha yeah i published a video a couple of days ago maybe yesterday about the new mt03 which has got, got quite a weird um f- like new front end to it um like a real street fighter look very very modern it's got like um two little led eyes and then yeah. a, a main headlight that's beneath them in the middle so there's like three lights quite unusual um I I was sort of getting stuck in, in the comments and Bike Bob, known yeah. to us through our our Facebook group oh, yeah. as well, he commented something along the lines of, um, <laughs> I really like the direction that they're going in, yeah. much better than the old MT Yamaha. <sighs> I think what he's alluding to is the <laughs> MT mine. that you had. Yeah. I don't so know. I, Mine's I commented pretty back way, saying that I would raise that today with you. Yeah, well, fair. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that comment. Um, I don't know if he's specifically talking about mine. I don't know if no, he... he didn't say specifically Tim's bike. He nah. just said the old, the old MTs. What it sounds like, Rob, is that you had a problem with my old bike, <laughs> <laughs> and that you're choosing to like raise it. it through bike bomb, which I think is quite mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm throwing him, throwing him under the bus, under the MT. Um, no, do you know what? It's it's a really weird. I used to say mine looked a little bit like a firefly. Mine was the original MT03. Was it the one though, with right? the rear shock along the side of the engine? Yeah, yeah, really weird looking. It looks you like just, a, yeah. I just, that's what I was saying. No, no, no. no. <laughs> and then you said, but not not ugly weird. My, I'd like it was weird in a good way. It was weird where you just can't stop looking at it. I seen one actually. There's one outside works. Someone used one to ride here recently. Mm. Um, and it did. I had a little pang of nostalgia. I love that little thing because when I first saw them, I was like, they are they are pig ugly. And then it grew on me. So no, yeah, I was giving you a hard time, but I did think they were ugly to begin <laughs> with. And then I owned it, and I was like, you know what? I quite like it. And when they can be done quite well, they can look quite good. They come. I didn't quick. say it was ugly. It was bike bomb, um, which he probably didn't even do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I think what well, he prefers the brand new MT03 to the when they first sort of. Came I out, think so. Yeah. That's what I inferred. But you're it's weird. Right. They've all got the same similar sort of styling cues all the way up to the MT10, right? Mm. There's a there's a, a crossover. You can see the kind of uh, development of it, mm. the evolution. Yeah. Um, it's not to everyone's taste though. It's because even when you get up to the MT10, they look very transformery. All the Yamaha MTs look yeah. very transformery. Yeah. Very modern. But to my mind, I'm I'm wondering whether or not they'll age that well because it's it looks very of its time. Um, it might start looking dated quicker. Possibly. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. really are like the new ones are really at the sort of. I've, I think I said it in my video. They're right at the sort of forefront of like modern motorcycles yeah you know those front ends and uh, yeah i do wonder how they'll sort of stand up some people aren't really into the retros though and i think for them might be quite quite yeah but i mean in the same way that you know if you chose a sports bike from the 1980s 90s they they look like they're from the 80s 90s Mm. they look of their time sort of thing whereas there's a little bit of a timeless aspect to Mm. certain designs for sure well i think um you know we mentioned that Honda mm-hmm. CB, and then we mentioned a new bike from Yamaha. Yeah, we thought we'd kind of theme the back end of this episode with a bunch of kind of news from Honda, new bikes, combining those two concepts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean we don't talk about them as often. Uh, they don't we come don't up in talk about Honda a lot. No, no, and I love a Honda. Do you? I do. I do love Honda. Yeah. I've got to say, having the CB, a lot of people say they maybe don't have that much character or something. And, yeah, but they're but they're really good, mm-hmm. like really well made. Like for me, as soon as I got on it, I was like, "God damn, this gearbox is like really light and mm. crisp and and kind of excellent." Yeah, and Clutch, it'll still be good. Clutch is the same. Time. Yeah, the whole thing just feels great. I'm not sure I agree with the kind of um, idea that it doesn't have character, just because that motor's got quite a nice rasp to it, yeah. and also the fact that it has all that power at the top end makes mm-hmm. it a bit more distinctive in that market. Yeah, but 
maybe I'm wrong and like oh it's definitely got character I know what they say it's fairly it's kind of neutral middle ground though right it doesn't really take a defined edge maybe um but I I wouldn't I don't necessarily count that as a negative or a mark against them. They just work really well. That's the problem with it's one of those bikes you can sort of take for granted. And I think maybe that's why people overlook them a little bit. Well, one bike that doesn't seem to be kind of neutral is the Africa Twin, which they updated right, recently. Yeah, yeah. Like people either love it or hate it. I think um, I don't think it bores anyone, and I'm not sure why people this like from my videos anyway. The comments are a little. Have you bit ridden divided. one? You haven't ridden one. I haven't ridden an Africa Twin. No, I'm curious. I've never ridden one. It's like a 270 degree firing order, so it'll mm. have that V twin vibe. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've up up the uh, capacity to like it's pretty much 1100, I think now. But yeah, there's definitely a contingent of people who are like, take my money, or you know, I've got the existing one from like the last year model. Yeah, and maybe they don't quite see it as worth upgrading, but they're pretty into it. But then you've got yeah. like lots of people commenting saying like, I'll stick with my GS or. I don't get why. Why would it? Def- I don't know why it would uh, split a crowd quite as much as it possibly does. Mm, yeah, I mean, maybe yeah, that's just the nature of YouTube comments. But yeah, maybe um, they're good, though, aren't they? Maybe Step the fast. adventures segment is a bit like that. You're either GS or you're not. Yeah. So I don't know. Or Triumph Tiger. Oh, yeah. True. Yeah. 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 Um, but uh, one thing that a lot of people have been asking for is like an 850. Like people were really hoping that this would be when they announced a slightly lighter, smaller one that was better for off-roading. But instead, they've gone for. It is lighter, but they've gone. They've upped the capacity, so it's do more powerful. Do they do an 850? No. So if they don't do the engine, they'd have to develop a new engine then? Yeah, although you do see manufacturers kind of up and down the yeah, capacity of, um, of given bikes. But mm-hmm. um, I think just maybe the Tenere. Um, is that how you supposed to say it? Yamaha's Tenere? Tenere? Tenere. <laughs> it just it's doesn't sound fish. right. Yeah, like, um, as you know, being a 700 and being quite popular and a, a reboot of a kind of older model, yeah, um, that's maybe got people thinking. Well, it is possible to yeah. make something like this at a decent price point that can off road quite well. Um, so maybe that's why where that kind of demand. I get it. From. It's nice. It's nice. I guess if you want to go off road, there is something nice about having quite a lightweight off road bike, right? You yeah. don't want your KTM Super Duke off-road bike all the time. Although I guess they're probably still quite light considering it's, it's, KTM, it's kind of interesting though because I always think big, like, big engine, big um, you know the 1200 Scrambler from Triumph. Yeah, they the the kind of cheaper version, the XC, is the road model, and then the XE, bit more expensive, has more off-road capability, and that's quite common. Um, yeah. You know, like to do something road going, and then if you pay a bit more, you get like knobblies and longer travel. Yeah. It's actually the other way around with the New Africa Twins, I think. So the base model is more off-road suited and a bit more stripped back. Oh, and the other the ones... Adventure Sports got kind of like adaptive, um, act, like semi-active suspensions. Yes. So like you can change it for... Terrain, different, different yeah, terrains yeah, and yeah, stuff, yeah. yeah. And, um, and uh, tubeless uh, tyres as well, which are better for road as well. So it's quite interesting they've done it that way around. Yeah, so is this that's the update? What's, that's what they've updated on the Africa Twin this time around, is it? Well... That's the announcement. Uh, more capacity. Right. Uh the act the semi-active suspension um and then they've put an imu i think the imu is new okay oh and they've updated the screen uh so it used to be an lcd now it's a full um sort of tft is it yeah tft but it's got apple carplay which is awesome Ooh. you ever use that in a car no we got android yes but it's kind of like basically a simple replication so you can cast it to, you. to yeah. any car like um, that you hire, at least you know you're going to be able to get ways. And that's you good. Know, the built-in sat-nav is absolutely rubbish on most Yeah, cars, yeah, so. no, that's, that's really good. I mean, um, so does it, it have that. to be Apple then? Uh, they don't seem to have incorporated Android Auto, which is the equivalent system. <laughs> ah. I don't know if they managed to, maybe couldn't agree on it. But presumably, if like they kind of work that out between themselves, <laughs> they can uh, update the software. Well, it's still going, I mean, for half people out there, it's fine. There's, there's that's that's good, bikes, though. So it's... it's um, uh, the Goldwing's got it and then there's an upgrade for some Harleys which will give okay. you car play but that's super cool but the IMU I I was going to mention this to you mm. like the number of settings now like when you go into the menus on the Africa Twin if you've got um, especially if you've got DCT the sort of semi-auto and if you've got the active suspension mm-hmm. um, and now it's got this IMU mm-hmm. it's just unbelievable yeah. it's got like wheelie control it's got um, yeah. sort of like a rear wheel lift control mm-hmm. uh, but also like if you're like obviously cornering ABS and cornering traction control but it has also like 
Um, it knows when you're descending and ascending, and it can it will change settings based on that. But if you've got the DCT, the automatic, yeah, it will soften the gear shifts or maybe avoid gear shifts yeah. if it's cornering, so that you don't get that like yeah, unsettled. Yeah. yeah, like you don't want to shift in mid corner and then it unsettles. You might lose traction. Yeah, yeah. You, that is mad, isn't it? The amount, yeah, the amount of stuff they can put into them. I like seeing these sorts of things tested. Do you ever see the KTM when they released? Oh, yeah, right, have you seen their the tester video where they explain videos. how it's how it works, but they visually represent it so you can actually see how it works. I would love to see that. It's incredible. Someone really, I mean, I, I don't know how that would come across in a video. Just seeing someone going around a corner and it not crashing because it didn't change gear. Yeah. No, but that, I, mean, I don't know whether they would do the same. Do it probably on, not. Do but it off. Yeah, it's nice to see. It's um, I don't know what they did with the KTM. Did they put down like bungs on it or something like that? But yeah, it's it was really interesting to actually because it's it's great hearing it and reading it and going, oh, amazing, it does this. But when you actually haven't seen it or experienced it in yeah. real world situations, you can't necessarily actually connect the two. Um, yeah. But when you actually see it used and you see what difference it makes on a corner, like with the KTM yeah. one. I really like that. I'd be really interested to see someone actually show it. Interesting you just mentioned the bungs. I remember a few months ago, Bike World, they posted a video where they tested crash bungs by intentionally like Did they? dropping a bike. Yeah, it was quite good. Because oh, on certain bikes, it actually causes more damage sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what they were trying to... Oh. But it's kind of like it, you need to be quite a good rider to to be able to kind of lay it down. To crash it without... Yeah, like, actually hurting slide yourself. Slide it out. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, anyway, from the Africa Twin, big off-roader, yep. the other thing that's a concept for the Tokyo Motor Show, which is going to be on display there that they've announced, is a CT125. So it's a super cub, but like a scrambler version. It's influenced by the trail cub, which has been on sale for years. Yeah. A lot of people have been commenting from Australia saying this is what postmen use, and they're just kind of updating it. <laughs> it's got a little rack on the back. Yeah, it's got I've wire got a spoke up. wheels. Um, looks a bit kind of rugged. I like for it. For me, I would love one of those for getting around town. My dream oh, yeah. is actually to have a camper van with one of those on the back. I mean, look, this, right, this is the sort of... Have you ever been on a, um, uh, what are they called? Grom. Have you ever been on a Grom or something? It's the same here? motor, actually. Yes, but have you been on, on something that small? Where you, no, I've so had a 125. I had that 125 from Sinis, but not... You did. You mean physically small? This tiny, tiny little bike mm. where you can literally pick it up. No, that it's doesn't appeal fun. to me, though. It's so, so fun. Because, I mean, it's only a 125, but it's on something that weighs, you know, mm. the, the same as your thumb. It's It's tiny, right? Um, so it's really, really fun. So I, I do. I mean, everyone's. Well, I say everyone. A lot of people love something that small and playful, right? A lot of people have been saying, love it. I had one of these when I was learning. If they bring it out and they launch it in America, or if they launch it in the UK, or if they launch it in Australia, I get a lot of comments from all those places. Then I'll definitely buy one. And uh, yeah, it just seems to hit like a bit of a nostalgic. Um, note with people and yeah. I think that's simpler biking cheaper yeah, biking yeah, yeah. and you could just take it off road and, and it's like, probably got to be pretty cheap right as well there's not a lot to it I think uh, the super curb is three and a half grand so yeah if they're second hand after a year or two when some people have yeah. finished PCP in them uh, and you don't want it in perfect nick anyway because like if you want to off road it like oh if you're going to off road you, you may as well buy one second hand for like two and a half grand yep that's got a bit of like wear and tear on it than a brand new one. And but if everyone waits to buy it second hand, then they'll be they will sell none. <laughs> Very true. Very true. It is I really like it. It's really fun. Um, and for anyone who's uh, on a CBT or just wants something, some little plaything to zip around on, it's great. If I was out in the country, that'd be really fun. Yeah. Well, it'd be fun in the city anyway. But yeah, good fun. Uh, another bike that they're launching there at Tokyo is the, I think the new Fireblade, which. You've done a video about this, and I found it like such a silly concept. Is the aero winglets from MotoGP? Yeah, but they're like active. Yes, they are. Yeah, active aerodynamics. So they've um, they well the information that I found because it's it's still I think I'm right in saying still a, as yet unconfirmed. Um, so I'm, but it was a patent you found. It was, yeah, it was a patent. But then they they can file for a patent without actually necessarily going through for the sure process. just pre protecting the idea. Yeah. The IP. Um, so they actually, I think they patented something a while back. There was a little bit of a buzz, and it was a good few years back now, probably about three or four years. Um, that they patented something for the V4, um, and people were getting excited because they were thinking it's something like the RC two one three kind of race bike. Yeah. Um, for the road so a fireblade but with a v4 is an exciting concept people got a buzz about that and it, it kind of fell flat 
looks like it's actually been ditched. So it's not to say that with this that they would file for a patent and then decide later down the line that it's not viable or there's not a market for it, whatever the case might be. But it looks like if this was to, to be what they eventually go with, they have a Fireblade, and obviously it could change between now and then, but they've got the Fireblade with active aerodynamics within the fairing that you can open and close. Um, and it would be able to read, so you can manually do that yourself and disengage it, or it's again through the computer um, that it can decide, obviously with cornering and acceleration, the winglets are deployed so that it gives you downforce on the front. Uh, but when you're up to speed, they create drag, so the computer could choose to fold them back So in on again. the way out of a corner, it might stick them out to keep the front to wheel To keep down. the front wheel, yeah, exactly. Or and breaking into a corner, whatever it is. Keep it stable. Yeah, so it gives you a bit of traction on the front wheel, which is interesting. But, I mean, a lot of argument was raised, again, in the comments. A lot of people saying, rightly so, how much of a difference genuinely is it going to make? On the road to the everyday, well. Yeah, to the everyday rider on the road, different conditions. I mean, it's perfect conditions, right? If it's a windy day, that might affect it as well. You, just, you, you could... It's write, a very inexact science. You could think of actually some other uses, though. You could write a little message, for example, and then, you know, it doesn't really matter what speed. Let's say you're filtering in London. Yeah. And you can just pop that little message out for drivers either side. It's of inside the fairing yeah, but, but it goes. Yeah, but what I'm saying is pop them they out. They could do that. Oh, I if see. If you've got to manually pop it out and yeah, say sure. something polite, probably like thank you for um, moving over. <laughs> like a puff fish. Just, it just has yeah, these yeah. little things that come out. Uh, I like it. Yeah. Um, or what else? Maybe you could load thank it up you. with glitter. And <laughs> <laughs> like glitter bomb people and as you ride you back. Yeah, as soon as you set <laughs> off, you pop them out and it releases the glitter and you look like a sort of magical biker. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just goes and filters out. Oh, that'd be lovely on Pride Pride uh, Month. That'd yeah, be incredible as well, right? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. have to keep reloading it. I'm assuming with confetti. Look, you know, <laughs> oh, it's, it's a bit of a hassle, again. but <laughs> it's worth it. Stopping at petrol stations to get your confetti back in. Funny you were saying about um, like patents not coming to fruition because yeah. I saw there was one as well. It was actually last year, but Suzuki um, patent for um, a semi-automatic Hayabusa. Oh. It's like a DCT <laughs> booster. But I haven't seen anything of that, and I've been researching quite a lot ahead of the kind of shows this year and, and not seen anything more about that, but super interesting. One bike that did get released by uh, Honda recently was this custom limited edition CB1100 RS54. So 54 Customs yeah. is a little custom shop run by, oh, I've forgotten the guy's name, but he's on TV on one of the motorbike shows kind of building them and stuff. Yeah. Started this custom shop, but they, they don't do individual orders. They do um, they do kind of big orders for manufacturers and they do like limited runs. That's the kind of idea of the shop. Looks pretty good, doesn't it? Yeah, it's really pretty. So they've made, I believe it's what, 54 of them because it's 5.4? Yeah. They've made 54. 54, I think, was his call sign when he was a dispatch rider, right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, Good knowledge there. Thanks, man. <laughs> um, yeah, and they, they do look really, really nice. They do look really pretty. It's And you, uh, I'm sure you mentioned it as well, but £15,554, I believe. Yeah, yeah, that's quite a nice touch. But I also think, like, pricing-wise, I mean, I never really comment on price in my reviews and videos because well, it's so... It, just it depends, depends on, what you can afford, right? Honestly, yeah. like, it very... It, you know, everybody's means very so much that what what's worth it to one person isn't to the other. Yeah. And usually when someone says, like, it's too expensive, it just means that they're annoyed they can't afford it themselves, we, um, me included. And I think... If I'm like, oh, that's a bit steep, it just means that what I'm saying is I don't have 15 grand. I think also if it's like a commuter and you're like, how much does it cost to run? Like, how much does it cost monthly on the payments? And yeah. how much to insure? All that kind of thing. And you're comparing like, um, uh, what are those? Um, I mean, Honda, NC, you know, the kind oh, of... Oh, like, 750. Yeah, mm. something like that with like an equivalent bike. That's valid because you're looking for the cheapest practical bike yes. in. But if we're talking about a limited edition bike, yeah. it's just what anyone's willing to pay. And I'm sure yeah. they'll sell 54 of them. One thing yeah. that I'm not so keen on, Go on. Just gonna throw it out there. Are you looking at a picture of it? Yeah, yeah. You see how it's got the right way up forks, but they've kind of used gold anodization on the lower fork leg. Um, yeah. The the kind of outer. Mm -hmm. Um in a way it makes it look like they're trying to I've seen them on other bikes as well occasionally. Mm -hmm. It looks like they're trying to make them look like upside downs. Yeah. I know what you mean there. And I agree with you. It, they've um I think the RS comes in fact, don't they Comes all with come those. with the yellow? No, the yeah. yellow shocks on the back is what I'm thinking. So it looks yeah. like they've tried to balance the yellow with the yellow. Uh, they, I think those, they come on the RS, those forks. They haven't done oh, any, do they? anything oh, to them at 5.4. I just think they... I don't know. Well, like, Even the CB that I've got, 
6,999. That's got upside down showers. Mm-hmm. So why not just stick proper upside downs on it? Oh, I, I think they should have done, but yeah. But then they, they haven't. <laughs> for, for well, no, but then some people would say about the CB11 because it's supposed to be a retro bike that to yeah. maintain the retro look, it should have the right way up forks. For sure. Well. Well, I disagree because actually I don't think it ever compromises um, the look of a bike to have them inverted um, and they are more functional or they're better that way around um, they're more rigid so I think it's less I think weight as well as the other thing isn't yeah, it? yeah I, I just think it's, it is better to do last one I just wanted to cover off before we wrap up is uh, a rumour from an, uh, well you know I've rounded up on YouTube the, the big Honda rumours ahead of the Tokyo show and um, Eichmer as well mm. one thing that's rumoured is a XADV 300 yeah uh, so they do a 150 ADV yeah. in uh, some markets, and then they also do the X ADV 750. Is it 745? Right. Yeah. Well, um, I'm looking at it now, and apparently it is that's sweet. Been, <laughs> apparently that's been so successful that they want to bring in like a 300 version, which Good. will be a bit more city focused. Yeah. Anyone who hasn't seen this this bike, it's it it it's built as like an adventure scooter. It's like an yeah. adventure bike. But I'm all scooter. for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Tim, I can see on his face, he's teasing. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. <laughs> well, am I saying I would own this thing? Yeah. No, I'm not. I'd, am I saying that I would leap at the chance to have a go on it? Yeah, I, I would. would. I'd be... They designed a bike that no one was asking for. I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't care. So <laughs> what I read it. about this was that the designers at Honda really wanted to put this bike out there. But like management didn't really want to because they didn't think it would be successful, and they were like, "This is a weird idea." Yeah. And, and it got bad comments. Was it last year at Eichmann or the year before? I don't Whatever know. It was. But Visedown said that it's the seventh best-selling <laughs> motorcycle in Europe in 2018. Yeah. Awesome. Just give you a minute, Tim. To <laughs> an adventure scooter at 750. Like, what even is that thing? And it's like that popular. That's what so I mean. They designed a bike that no one was asking for. They found a category where it was like, <laughs> no one was begging them for it. They just went, and it there's, there's a hole in the market. <laughs> Let's make this. I know we, every time we speak, we've got this growing list of like bikes. We're gonna, I'm like, yeah, we're going to definitely test ride that. Last time we were yeah. like, Tim, you've got to get on the V85 TT. Yes. But I think we owe it to ourselves. <laughs> to both borrow one of these. Yeah. And go out. Adventure boys. Just go out on a green lane somewhere. It's like, yeah, it's adventure, but not too crazy. No. Do you know what I mean? It's like for people yeah. who they want an adventure, but like also scooters are sensible. Yeah. I'm I'm wild, but I'm also practical and <laughs> yeah. I won't get wet legs. Yeah. Sure. I like to party, but I'm also <laughs> thinking about my uh, retirement fund. <laughs> it's somewhat, you know, it's the, it's yeah. the yeah, it's the mix. Yeah. That's the dream. <laughs> that is the dream and something for us all to aspire to. Well, we'll probably leave it there then. Yeah, that's a good as no. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Honda. Yeah, uh, please do ch- tune in next time when we've got the missing the flyer. Yeah. Uh, join the Facebook group, if, as I've said, if you want to join the poll and you've got some questions. Yeah, let us know for your feedback what you want to stick in it as well, if there's anything you specifically want. And we'll catch you then. See you soon.